Hilchas Nesiyas Kapayim, the laws of the Bukhanim blessing the people, Perik Tesvav, Halacha Aleph. Shishi Devarim, Mayrinim, Mechas Kapayim, there are six things that prevent the Kain from blessing the people. Again, Nesiyas Kapayim literally means raising their hands, referencing the obligation of the Kahanim to raise their hands when they bless the people. These six things Ramam lists in this Halacha, he does not expound upon them, he will expound upon them in the following Halachas. Halashan, pronunciation. Bamumin, physical deformities. Vavera, transgression, sin, vashonim, age, or maturity. Years, in other words, vayayin, intoxication, from wine to mesidayim, and impurity of the hands. Halashan Ketza, what's an example of the, the tongue, so to speak, the inability to pronounce things correctly? Ha'igvim, the people who are inarticulate, she'ain metzines ha'eses who don't pronounce the letters as they're supposed to. Again, for example, shikarin la'alf and ayin, they pronounce the aleph as an ayin, la'ayin alfin, or an ayin as an aleph. Again, in our pronunciation, contemporarily, most people in Ashkenazi communities pronounce these identically anyways, uh, but in the, in the Ramos community, they were pronounced very different, significantly different. In fact, it's very important that the words yo'er, uh, which means may Hashem shine to, your, to you, uh, with an aleph, if it's changed for an ayin, it can mean Hashem should curse, God forbid. So that's why it's uh, mentioned over here particularly. They, they, they change the pronunciation of the shin for a sin, which means pronouncing an, an, an S, like an SH, or vice versa. Okay, it's been other, other similar examples, like for example, somebody who confuses the ches and the hey. They don't bless the people because of this imperfection of saying the correct the book correctly. Those who are uh, speak unclearly, those who... Uh, uh, excuse me, those who stutter, those who speak unclearly. People are not able to understand what they say. They do not do Berchus Kahanim. What's an example of a physical deformity? A kain who has blemishes on his face, on his hands, on his feet. These are parts of the body that are visible during Berchus Kahanim. For example, if his fingers were bent out of, bent out of place or twisted. Uh, uh, or his uh, his hands had uh, excuse me they had bayaks on them they had uh, white spots strange white spots on them uh, either birthmarks or, or from uh, burn perhaps we should not do because people are going to be gazing at it staring at it and that's going to detract the concentration away from the brachas uh, this may mean the people will not be able to concentrate on the brachas, or perhaps the kohen will be unable un- 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 to concentrate when the people are staring at him. Uh, the, the, the Torah talks about different blemishes a person has that disqualify the kohen from serving the Mishnah Over here, that's not crucial. What is crucial is the, the uh, deformities which would detract attention away from uh, the brachas themselves. Someone who always had spit dripping down his beard, down his chin, when he speaks, made of somebody who's blind in one eye, in either of his eyes. Alaisis Kapo should not bless the people again because that's something which attracts attention, makes people stare at them. However, if this person was a regular in the city and everyone was familiar with him, with this individual who's blind in one eye, with this individual who always is has spittle dripping down his face, Muta in that case they're permitted to bless the people. If you should aim at Stockholm, no one stares at it, they're familiar with it. Someone who has hands were stained uh, purple or scarlet from whatever, you know, because he uh, 
works in making beet juice, for example, or whatever, whatever, whatever uh, reason it may be. But Yisus Kapish not bless the people again because people are, people stare at it. The majority of the people do this for, for a living. Right? There was a, there was a city where people would have uh, you know beet fact beet juice factories. It's very common. Mutanak is permitted fish because no one is staring at him and no one no one will be attract no one will uh, no one's attention will be tra- attracted towards it. It's funny that Ram does not say over here if this individual is very very familiar with people in the city. He says the whole city is like that. In that case, no one's going to stare at him. Uh, interesting to note. What's an example of a sin that disqualifies somebody? Who kills someone? Presumably, this includes if it's done by accident. Even though he does tshuva, if he may not raise his hands, he may not bless the people. The pasuk says, "The pasuk says in Yeshaya that your hands are full of blood." And the pasuk says, actually, it's a pasuk before this one. When you spread out your hands, etc. The pasuk continues, "I will hide my eyes from you." So the idea is that the koyin who has blood on his hands cannot spread his hands I cannot raise his hands because Hashem will hide himself from it so to speak he can't be a conduit for the bracha whoever served idolatry whether he was coerced whether it was an, uh, um, unintentional was an accident he for example thought that it's okay to worship it in this fashion uh, certainly he did it because on purpose he never blessed the people he never blessed Pasuk in Malachim Beis, Perak of Gimel, it says the 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 the, the, the priests, the Kahanim, uh, on the high places. In other words, who have served other in other temples, to other gods, uh, idols, may not uh, may not uh, uh, go up to the the Mizbeach in Yushlaim. So, um, if a Kayan ever worship of the of or serves in another uh, based on a, a temple. Even to Hashem, for that matter, actually. But regardless, the the person may not serve the Mishnah anymore. And the blessing of the people, is like serving the Mishnah. It's like Avoda. Shneim the pasuk says the Shars of Achishmai to serve Hashem and to bless in His name. So the, the Torah juxtaposes the two terms of serving the Mishnah together with blessing. who converts to another religion of idolatry. Uh, even if he doesn't actually serve it, but he for, for, formally, uh, uh, you know, joins their ranks, so to speak. Even though he does tshuva, he returns to Yiddishkeit. And in Asus Kapalim, he may never do, uh, uh, bless uh, uh, the, uh, the people forever. However, other sins do not prevent. It's only these specific Avedis. Now, Halach Lamaisa, this is uh, 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 not exactly where the Ramam says it, especially nowadays, but that's the basic Halacha, as the Ramam says. Halacha Dalad. Hashanim Ketzad was an example of, of years, of age, of maturity that disqualifies a person. Of a young Kayan should not uh, do until he has a full beard, so to speak. Presumably, this means uh, the age when uh, when he's uh, can possibly have a full beard. Whether he actually has the uh, the beard or not is not, not important. But the point, the point is that he's basically the physically mature. What is an example of wine or intoxication? Someone who drinks a revius of wine, which is uh, eighty-six and a half milliliters. Is the quarter uh, of the Shira Terem of Chaim Noah, uh, uh, the smallest uh, 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 Shira, um, the minimal amount of this may be. Someone who drinks that amount of wine in one, in one shot, and he He may not bless the people until the wine, the impact of the wine, uh, is no longer with him. He sobers up. Because again, the Berachas Kahanim is juxtaposed in the pasuk we, we quoted earlier. To serving this amigdash, just like serving this amigdash may not be done if a person is intoxicated, so too, neither may bruches kahanim. Sure, serviyus yamish teipam. If he drinks a serviyus of wine, but he drinks it in two two shots, 
or he ordered so mervius of wine and he put a little bit of water into so it's somewhat diluted mutter in that case he may then uh, however if it drinks more than a revius even though it has some water in it or even and even though or even though he drank it more than one shot till the intoxication leaves him Please sobers up. The Hamir Ravius, how much is the Ravius? That's Baimal, it's Baim. The Ram gives us the uh, the uh, measurements of his time. We did there the, the weren't necessarily milliliters, but he says it's two fingers, which means thumbs, by two fingers. But at the height of two fingers, uh, plus a half a finger, plus a fifth of a finger. Bagud by using the thumb. So that means essentially, uh, uh, so uh, two fingers by two fingers, the cubic. Cubic uh, millimeters of uh, of, uh, of of uh, cubic volume of two fingers by two fingers at, uh, at the height of two point seven fingers. Uh, by the uh, using the thumb, and the finger when it says in the Torah, ter, fingers breadth, it means the thumb, which is called called the banyad again, another term for the the thumb. So if you do the mathematics, then. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, a uh, finger breadth is uh, according to Shuri Torah two centimeters. Um, so it, w- it would be uh, four centimeters by four centimeters, with the height of five point four centimeters. That's eighty six milliliters, if I got that correct. Eighty six and a half milliliters. Okay. Okay. So Mishnah Kitzad, the impurity of the hands. What is an example of impurity of the hands being an issue? Kain does not wash his hands prior. At least his kapa not first. He must wash his hands until the perik, which means the interruption. Again, it's not clear whether that means the wrist or the the uh, the where the fingers connect to the palm. Uh, presumably, presumably, it means the wrist. The chayra. Uh, and afterwards, he, only afterwards may he bless the people. Shemam Pasuk says, Raise your hands in holiness and bless Hashem. So raising your hands in holiness is explained in the Gemara to refer to the idea of having washed the hands. Now, whether or not the morning washing is sufficient or he has to actually wash an extra time just for the sake of the Berchus Kahanim, uh, presumably according to the Ramam, certainly in the the fact that he washed some once prior that day is sufficient. A disqualified Kayin, meaning someone who is born as a, of a union of his father being a Kayin, but his mother being someone who, although Jewish, may not marry a Kayin. So, for example, a woman who is divorced, or a woman who uh, uh, is, is a Geras, a convert, or a woman who ever had a forbidden sexual relationship. So if a Kayin marries to a woman, the child, although his father, his biological father is a Kayin, and he's certainly Jewish, he's a non-Kayin, he's called a Cholom, which literally means uh, the, the, the profaned. Which in the since he's not in his in his priest status, he may not bless the people. Allah of does not have any of these factors which 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 would prevent somebody, withhold somebody from doing Brikskahanim, even though he's not a Tamil Khachim, even Dr. Mitzvah, he's not somebody who's careful about mitzvahs. Or the uh, people were uh, gossiping about him. There was the uh, common knowledge that he was inappropriate um, in his behavior in various ways or he was dishonest in business he still may nevertheless raise his hands to bless the kahanim to bless the people so you don't prevent him although he may not be the uh, most uh, strong example of what a Jew is supposed to do 
because this is a positive mitzvah and obligation on every coin who is fit to do except for the exceptions we mentioned we don't we don't tell a person who's who's evil so to speak who's wicked who of Russia add to your wickedness for him under the mitzvahs and and uh, and uh, uh, refrain from doing mitzvahs. So the fact that he has many failings in terms of terror mitzvahs is no reason to add to those failings by having him not do the berachas kahanim. Don't be surprised and say, What will the blessing of this simpleton help? Receiving the bracha does not depend on the status of the kohen. And in other words, on his righteousness, it depends on Hashem. Shem says, For some way, Shemel Benin Israel, Benin Yavarachim, Pasuk says, Batakahanim, you shall place my name on the Jewish people and I will bless them. Hakahanim, Eishem, Mitzvahsim, Shtavah, Batakahanim, do the mitzvah they've been commanded to pronounce the blessing. Hashem, in his mercy, Hashem blesses the Jews as he desires. So the Korean individual individual status and righteousness is not relevant. The people who are behind the Kahanim are not including the Bracha because they show by standing behind the Kahanim. Uh, for example, if the, if the current credit protrudes and there are people in the corners who are behind the Kahanim, uh, they demonstrate they're not interested in the Bracha by being behind them. Those who are standing to their sides directly, they are including the Bracha because provided they're not behind them. If there was a wall, between the Kahanim and those being blessed, even if it's a wall of iron, since they're facing the Kahanim, they're including the Bracha. So, for example, there's a shul, and the shul uh, has a, uh, a, a two rooms, or a divider, for example, and there's a person outside the divider who's facing the Kahanim, and uh, the only reason why the Kahanim can't see him and he can't see the Kahanim is because there's a wall between them, but they're facing each other, he's still part of the Bracha. Blessing of the Kahanim has to, it requires a minion. The Kahanim, the Kahanim can contribute to the, to the number of the, uh, the ten people. If you have a shul, it's all Kahanim. No Levim, no Yisraelim. They all stand up and, 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 and they bless. Who are they blessing? If there's no one there in the shul besides the Kahanim. The Jews who are the north and the south. They're brothers in the north and the south. Now, this is a very interesting term, but uh, around Papashis means all the Jews in the world, whoever else is, uh, is uh, in, 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 all the Jews. In all places, who responds amen to them? The women and children who are not, of course, not going to be there they're not, they're, uh, to, to, to bless. Now, this is not a requirement. If there's no one in the shul except for except for kahanim adult males, they still do kahanim. If there remains ten kahanim besides these ten who went up to bless. In other words, if the shul has exactly ten kahanim, or let's yeah, ten kahanim, so all ten go up to bless. Without getting into the conversation about the chazan, let's assume that the chazan uh, uh, is a, is a kain as well, and, and he's able to do the berachas kahanim as we'll describe in the next halacha. So all ten go up, and they say the berachas kahanim, and, and that's it. If there's eleven kahanim, then only one kain goes up, and the other ten remain to answer amen. If there's twelve kahanim, two go up, and, and ten remain to answer amen, etc. So, so in Amin so again, So there's ten besides those who would go up to the Dukhan, then the ten do not go up to Dukhan. Uh, only one or two would go up to Dukhan. Uh, let's say if it was twelve, two would go up to Dukhan and ten would remain and answer Amin. How do you choose which of the two go up to Dukhan? I do not know. A community had no kahanim there, just a shul of Yisraelim and Levim, except the chazan. He was a kahanim. And the reason is because we're afraid that he's not going to know how to go back to the Shemesrei and finish. He's going to get all confused. If he was certain he's able to do kahanim and go back to his davening in the right place, Rashai is allowed to, especially today where we have Sidurim, it's not a concern. 
there's no crane at all, when the chazan gets to Sim Shalim, what does he do? He says as follows, and this is actually the custom in many communities where they do, don't do Berchus Kahanim except the Antif. Bless us with the blessing which is written threefold times in the Torah, which is written through Moshe, your servant, which is stated. Uh, by Aaron, or recited by Aaron and his sons, the Kahanim, Am of, of your holy people, Kamar, as, as it says in the Torah, as it says, Yerecha Hashem Bishmecha, may Hashem bless you and keep you, Yarashem Pravlecha Bichinecha, may Hashem shine his countenance upon you and be gracious to you, uh, or Bichinecha can also mean to give you grace. You shall place my name upon the children of, of Israel, and I'll bless them. That last pasuk, uh, some communities do not say. The people do not, do not answer Amen to this, uh, uh, because you only say Amen to the actual Then he afterwards he says Shim Shalom. Uh, some people, this, 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 uh, some possibly suggest answering Kenya Hiratsin, but Amin is not is not said after that uh, um, uh, uh, imitation version of Rikhus Khanim. Uh, there are communities that do say Amin based on Haigun uh, and Tanya Rabbasu. And such as Min Chabad. He goes to a different shul, and he finds another minion in that shul, that, that daven slower. They have not yet reached him. He can again raise his hands with them and bless the people if he chooses to, though he's not required to. Even many times during the day. The Kayin who has not yet left his place to go towards the platform in front of the, in front of the At the time when the Chazan says, would say, it, or when he finishes with say, uh, he may not uh, go up and, uh, for that davening. Um, so the Ramam sounds like he's saying that uh, that the, the coin cannot bless the people unless he unless he immediately begins to move towards the uh, the front when the chazan starts saying ritzay. Um The halacha is is that. Uh, as, as long as he reaches the duchen after the chazan, even if he finishes, even if he, uh, as long as he starts um, moving towards the duchen before the chazan finishes the bracha of before he says amachas even as long as he gets it before they actually start saying bracha, he can bench, bench the people, bench the people with them. Uh, if, however, he began to move towards the the uh, uh, the podium. To, to the front of the shul. Even though he only reached there after that, he may go up and bless. Okay, that's what I said. So, the words that I'm saying, saying that as well, um, that as long as he began moving there in during the bracha of Ritzay, um, even though he didn't actually get there until after the Chaza finished the bracha of Hamachaz, even after he may still say uh, the bracha with them, provided they did not say, start saying Yivrecha. Good base. Any kind who does not go up to bless the people, even though technically speaking, only violates, violates one positive mitzvah. It's like it's like the severity of violating three mitzvahs. Shemar it says three positive mitzvahs. It says the pasuk so should bless the people. Emar lahem say to them, the son of and place my name. So three different terminologies enjoining them to bless the people. Kain who does not bless does not is, does not get blessed by Hashem. Any kind who does bless, Mizbarch is blessed by Hashem. Shemar says, Hashem says, "Avraham, you know those who bless you and, and your descendants. I will bless him. So the Kanan bless us. Hashem blesses the Kanan. Blessed be Hashem, the merciful one who gives us assistance."